InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. From time to time, all of us run into a problem or hassle that we just can't solve on our own. It might be a car mechanic who doesn't seem to care, a bank that won't admit its mistake, or even a boss that's treating you unfairly. What's the answer when you're stuck like this? One expert has the way to get immediate action. Let's welcome Janet Rubel to InfoTrack. Janet, how are you? Fine, thank you for having me. Now, Janet, you're an attorney who knows about dealing with these seemingly unsolvable problems, and you've even written a book about it called 101 Complaint Letters That Get Results. So what can the average person do to uphold their rights as a consumer when they're not getting results? You should complain, but in a business-like way, no profanity, and complain to the right person about the right problem at the right place. For example, if you have a credit card dispute, most people never bother to read the fine print, but there are two separate spots for addresses on the back of every credit card bill. One is to pay the bill. One is to submit a complaint or a dispute. And if you send it to the wrong spot, you've waived your rights after 60 days go by. Mm. So you don't want to do that. You have to read the fine print. So what you're saying is getting angry isn't necessarily in your best interest or raising your voice or, or yelling, although most people might think that gets action, but it might actually cause just the opposite to happen. You're correct. I've seen many occasions recently traveling where it's hard on all of us these days, but people who abuse the gate agent who has the ultimate authority to put you on or take you off the plane almost never get on that plane. So you have to just calm down, take a deep breath, as my mother used to say, count to ten, (laughs) and then address the problem rationally. Now, one thing you mentioned about credit card bills is the 60-day limit there. Now, are there time limits on just about every kind of a problem that you could have out there? Well, that one happens to be a legal time limit specific to credit card problems. Uh There are also all kinds of different legal time limits relating to debit card complaints. In other words, if somebody takes your money out of your account, how soon you have to complain. Catalog items or items ordered over the internet have to be shipped within 30 days, and if they're not, then you have to receive a card or some kind of written communication saying that it won't be. That's a Federal Trade Commission rule, which is a legal rule. Then there are kinds of rules that are store rules, for example. If you buy something at a boutique, there may be no return policy, so you better look at it carefully. Others are 10 days. Others are like Best Buy. If it's not in the original box, they charge you a restocking fee to return it. So you have to be very careful about the rules and know what you're doing before you go in there charging and complaining about your problem because you may have no recourse. Now, Janet, you're an attorney, and obviously in your work you deal with people who have problems and complaints all the time. I'm just wondering, in getting into this, did you have any personal experiences that where you just were having big hassles and not getting uh, some problems solved on your own? Yes, <laughs> many, many of them. For example, recently I had a problem with my cell phone carrier. They kept billing me the wrong amount and all kinds of problems. So finally I said enough is enough after six months. And I faxed the general counsel's office. And the same afternoon the problem was resolved. I found out there was an executive problem-solving team. And I've since learned that almost every big corporation has that. The real thing is to deflect problems from the top management. They don't want to know about it, so they have top people on their staffs who resolve things. That's very effective, and you might want to do that. Find out the information by looking, if it's a publicly traded company, look online, look at the SEC filings, the Securities and Exchange Commission filings, which have to list that information. 
in terms of in our modern age, there are a lot of ways to communicate. We have phone, letters, email, faxes. Of those, what do you think is the best way to get results in this situation? Just an old-fashioned letter? An old-fashioned letter. There are several reasons for that. In order to preserve your rights, for example, with credit card disputes, they have to be sent in writing. Emails are not effective. They have to be sent via U.S. mail. That way you can keep a record of when you've sent the letter. You can send it with what's called a certificate of mailing available at the U.S. Post Office, or you can send it certified with return receipt if that's what you like. So you have some record. So when time goes by and the bank or the credit card company says, sorry, you never disputed this charge for Tahiti, you can say, no, I did, and here's my proof. I just resolved a complaint for an immigrant couple with a big bank. They had money deducted from their account wrongfully. It was really a stolen check overseas. And the bank kept saying, no, we never got proof of it, even though they had met three times in person. And I was able to show that they had complained in time and the money was put back in their account Mm. after the bank refused to return it for over a year. Emails, I find, go into Ether, which is the equivalent on the Internet of the circular file. You never hear from people again. I find that companies usually just use that to deflect problems and phone calls to cope with customer service. And I can tell you, I've never had a complaint resolved with customer service on the Internet. I don't advise using email at all. We're talking on InfoTrack with Janet Rubel, attorney at law, who is author of 101 Complaint Letters That Get Results. We're talking about this issue of solving problems and getting results. Janet, often when something goes wrong, people say, I'm going to talk to the person at the top. I'm going to go to the top person at that company. Is that the right thing to do or is that the wrong thing to do? It may not be the wrong thing to do, but the first step is to start at the bottom. Often you can resolve your problem with someone at the lower level, and you just keep going up the chain of command within reason. If it's really an urgent problem, such as being denied the medication you need by your insurance company, then I would start at the top. But most people don't have such urgent needs. Send a letter of about one page, tops. State the problem, how you want it resolved, and what you expect them to do for you. And allow about 10 days. If you haven't heard, send another letter or call. Say, did you get my letter? Could you please comment? And then you keep going up the chain of command within reason. You shouldn't take more than a month to resolve these things. In terms of calling in, and if you call and they say, I'm going to take care of it right away, and nothing happens, then what? Well, you keep a file, a little note. doesn't have to be anything elaborate, just a notepad and say, I contacted the store on this date, nothing happened. Then I called, nothing happened. And now I'm going to go in and see the manager. If it's a store in your neighborhood, walk over there, drive over there and see if an in-person complaint will help. But be polite. And then if you see you're just not getting anywhere, go up the chain of command. If you think it's futile, that it would be of no effect to even complain at the local level, then jump to the top. You have to use your judgment. How about in a a little more informal situation? Maybe you're dining in a local restaurant and the food really isn't very good and you're thinking, gee, this is terrible food, I don't want to pay. Or you go to a movie and you're not enjoying the movie and you just want to leave. Are those situations where you can get your money back? Yes, within reason. You can't eat the whole meal and then say, gee, I really hated this, (laughs) (laughs) which people in the restaurant industry tell me does occur. The same with a movie. I'd say about a half an hour. If you sit there and you've watched the movie for a half an hour and you just are offended or you don't like it or whatever it is, you just say, I've had it, and politely ask at the box office. I am told, and I can tell you from my own experience, that you will almost always receive 
either a voucher for another movie or your money back. Nowadays, they prefer to give passes for another movie. Sure. Well, the book is 101 plus complaint letters that get results. Janet Rubel, attorney at law, is the author. And this book's in its second edition, so I guess it's doing pretty well. Congratulations. Thank you. A lot of problems to solve out there, I guess. There are many. And your website is 101complaints.com, and folks can check that out. Janet, thanks so much for joining us on InfoTrack. Thank you for having me. Next, more and more men are choosing to balance their lives rather than be workaholics. This surprising story, coming up. You're listening to InfoTrack. More after this.